0: I'm Steve Gabriel and I'm thrilled that we have this time together. I pray that God would help you to understand how great he is and how great his plan is for your life. Come on, let's enjoy God together. Hey we're living in a time when we're more aware than ever before of what we are in short supply of. Not just practical things but in all kinds of areas of life. And one of the things that I have observed through my own life and through watching others is there's something that's in short supply and that is patience. All right. Some of you are thinking, I don't have time to hear about patience. Okay. Patience is crucial for all of us, especially in this season. And today I want to talk about the power of patience. I want to define what patience is. I want to talk about how we grow it and build it And also then finally, how we can move on to apply it in our lives. First, let's define what patience is. Patience is waiting calmly without complaining. Now, I get at least half of that right. I know how to wait. But waiting calmly is another um, thing entirely. And, you know, another definition of patience means to have a level of endurance that a person can have before becoming negative, annoyed, or wanting To quit. And the reason why I'm focusing on patience is because we're living in a season where our patience is vital for our mental well-being and our mental health. And so as I think about patience, my impatience is being revealed in all kinds of situations, like DIY. Yes, here, right here in this office, it's my job, it's my task, to hang all the pictures straight. And One of the projects my wife Charlotte started me on in this season of lockdown was hanging five pictures. It wasn't a very complicated DIY task, but I must admit it was not something I wanted to do. So my goal was to get it done as fast as possible so that I could get out of the environment and watch something else or do something else that I would enjoy, right? So. I sailed through my hanging five pictures, hanged the fifth one and realized they were a little bit out of line. They were crooked. They were crooked because I rushed it. And as I looked at the five pictures, not evenly spaced, slightly down on one side, I had realized that I had forgotten what my father told me many years ago, measure twice before you start. And he was trying to teach me a principle that you should measure twice before you actually mark a wall And then put in a nail because you're gonna have to unfix it later so yes it took me three times as long to fix the paintings getting them all perfect that I could have avoided if I simply would have slowed down and we're in a time right now where our pace of life for many of us is slowing down and you know I've realized that as I searched the Word of God and thought about patience for today, I landed on this scripture that's found in Proverbs sixteen thirty two that says, better a patient person than a warrior with um, that, that takes a city. Better a patient person than a warrior who takes a city. And when I thought of that, and I thought about how self-control is more important than the strength of force that it takes, I realized that, you know, through strength, And through power, you can take a city, but to sustain the win and the victory of whatever the conquest was takes an entirely different set of skills. All of them revolve around patience. Let me ask you a question, or better yet, why don't you ask someone else in your household this question, or a friend who knows you very well. Ask them, how patient am I? If, you, if you're right now trying to control situations beyond your control, that itself is a sign of impatience. If patience was a scale that you could step on to weigh yourself, I wonder what that weight would be. There are times in my life where I feel very patient. And then there are moments when I realize I'm very impatient. And when I think back through the Bible, I remember people whose patience that I look at and value so much, which is why patience is a virtue. Think about Abraham, who after receiving the promise of God that God gave him, had to wait another 25 years patiently. Uh, Patiently for 25 years. Think of Joseph, who had to be patient with the dream that God gave him, and he ended up in the pit, then sold into slavery, ended up in prison, and through that period of time, God worked such things in his character. He eventually emerged as the prime minister. Patience. Think of Moses, who was arrogant in his leadership, educated and trained by the best minds in Egypt, but exercised that impatiently, killed someone, hid an Egyptian, buried them in the sand, and then had to wait 40 more years in the desert before God helped him move out of that place and into his destiny. Think of Hannah, who desperately wanted to conceive and have a child. What did she do? She went into the house of God and passionately prayed until finally God heard her. And then she had to wait another nine months, of course, to have that child. And she gave birth to someone who was going to be an incredible leader in the house of God and to God's people. None of those people I described there would not have done or accomplished what they did without the power of patience in their lives. And that's why the power of patience is crucial for every single one of us right now in this season. And so I'm going to help focusing, now that I've defined that patience is simply waiting without complaining, arguing, or wanting to quit, by giving us these three principles that I think will help us in this season. And the first one is this. Patience produces and impatience prevents. Patience produces and impatience prevents. I want to be someone who's productive and not someone who is preventative in this season. And when everything is stripped away and when everything changes in our world, our routines change, which challenges the level of our productivity. And the great thing about God is Even in a season like we're in right now, when many of us are in a lockdown, there will be a breakthrough that follows, but our breakthrough will come as we patiently produce and trust God. Think about this, that patience produces great relationships, great relationships sometimes that takes years and years to build, but impatience can destroy them seemingly overnight. You know, in a moment, our impatience, unchecked and unruled, that, that starts with a frustration that could then grow to anger, that could then lead you to an act that you'll regret later on, can destroy what took years and years and years to build. And what we want to do is build great relationships without blowing them up, right? So, so our frustrations will literally be like a grenade pin that can lead to collateral damage, and we don't want collateral damage. We don't want catastrophic pain. What we want is to build great relationships that last. Now, I'm the person, right, who goes to uh, an apartment complex, pushes the button for an elevator, and pushes it again while they're waiting, and again while they're waiting, because I want to speed it up. Now, I know that no matter how many times I push the elevator, once the light is lit, I know it can't come any faster. But I've realized in this season, God is slowing down and adjusting our Pace. Are you like that person who wants to keep pushing the elevator button, keep pushing it to try to get out of whatever this season is? Well, then that is a sign of frustration. And we live in an environment, we live in a society today where we're used to instant gratification. We love our on demand movies. You push a button and it shows up straight away. We love our microwave popcorn, you know, our conveniences. And suddenly the cues that we're in, the waiting periods that we're in, reveal the impatience in society. Here's the truth. The best things in life simply take time. And so the time that we invest is like a deposit. You know, in this season, we're able to deposit. If we're living alone right now, we can deposit great things in ourselves. We can patiently deposit positivity in our lives. We can grow skills in our life that will help us to be more productive in this season. If you're locked down in a marriage situation or with a significant partner, right now you can invest time in relationships that will help produce great things later, or you can be impatient about the moment and be ready to get out of it and miss the gift of time. In fact, I would say this. I would say that patience has a power to produce great things, but only if you give it time. Think about a lump of coal. If you give a mountain long enough, it can turn a lump of cold into a magnificent diamond. (laughs) You know, think about the gift of time to a sour grape. You give the gift of time to a sour grape, and over time, it will produce great wine. So it is for all of us. If we have the right mindset of patience in this season, it will help us so much. And to help us unpack this, My mind naturally goes to one of the most patient people that I see in the Bible, and his name is Noah. And I'm reading from Genesis chapter 6, verse 9. This is the story of Noah, a good man, a man of integrity in his community. Noah walked with God. See, there is patience personified. Noah didn't run. He wasn't stressing out, he walked with God, he was a man of integrity, and his integrity caused him to be a friend of God. You know, walking speaks of a pace. It speaks of a pace that you can comfortably and easily accomplish, right? So the pace of walking day after day, step after step, is the part of patience that many of us don't understand. And God wired us in such a way that we can change little by little. And obviously, we, sometimes we want magnificent change, overnight change. But here's the truth that I have learned in life at my age today. is There is no such thing, and I have never seen it before. I have never seen anyone be an overnight success. But I have become aware of many overnight discoveries. You see, no one just gets the skills and they just magically appear and, you know, a tennis player who's working so hard, they don't just naturally win Wimbledon. No, they've been practicing behind the scenes since they're a little kid, you know. And a musician doesn't become a great musician just one day on a piano. No, for years, they've been practicing their scales on arpeggios. Athletes are the same. Athletes working out and working so hard, exercising physically pretty much every single day. They don't just become world record setters by accident. No, they've worked at it for a long period of time patiently. And so it is with Noah. Here in Genesis 6, we see him begin to understand what I would bring to my second principle, which is this, the purpose of patience. So here's Noah, and he is the friend of God, and because he's the friend of God, God reveals to Noah his plan that he has for Noah's life. And just because we're in a season of difficulty or challenge doesn't mean that God doesn't have the power to help us in our current situation, because he does. God is sovereign. God is still on the throne. And here in this season where there was so much wickedness, and so many challenging situations across the earth, God shared his heart with Noah as a friend would. But of course, Noah had to be patient in order to hear God. And once this purpose was revealed, Noah now had a greater purpose. He was asked to build an ark. And Genesis 7 and 8 tells the story of what God asked him to do. Literally, to build this ark. Ark that he began would take a lot of time in fact it took over 100 years people would estimate bible scholars tell us about 120 years to build this ark so the purpose that he began lasted a very long time that's why he was patient without patience he never could have finished picked up a hammer and completed the process maybe after the first week or first year or first 20 years He wanted to quit, but past the point of quit, he understood the power of patience operating. And because of that patience, he was able to stick at the purpose, right? Think about the scripture in Romans chapter five, verse four, that patience produces character and character produces hope. And this hope will not disappoint us. That is a beautiful promise. That the patience is producing something of character in all of us right now. Inactivity is the is what we can't see. We can't see character growing from a day to day basis, but nonetheless, growing it is. And the reason why sometimes we can't see growth is because it's so slow that it's imperceptible. That's why patience is called a fruit. And Galatians chapter five verse twenty two. The the patience I'm describing is listed as one of the nine fruits of the Spirit. One Bible version says that patience that endures is the fruit of the Spirit. Why is it called a fruit? Hey, I'm not much of a gardener, but another one of my projects, now that I have a bit more time and space, is looking after the garden. And what I've realized is that while I have been resting and sleeping and busy with other things, my garden is full of weeds. In fact, so many weeds... That You can't tell the difference sometimes between a plant and a weed. So yes, I've been out there pulling the weeds out. And again, my impatience came right to the forefront because I'm like, how fast can I get these weeds out of the ground? So last week I pulled a bunch of weeds out, only to find out this week, yep, you know it, some of those weeds have grown back. Why? Because I didn't get to the root. You see, if you want to get to what fruit is going in your life, you have to examine the root of it. And the purpose of patience is to help us understand some of the deeper roots and motivations to our life right now. To our life, you know, why is it that we wanna succeed? Well, find the root. We should wanna succeed in life, that's a natural innate thing, but it also comes out of a desire to be productive and to help people and to make a difference. And when the root of that fruit is discovered and determined, you'll realize that in order to make a greater, a greater uh, significant contribution to life, You're going to have to have patience because, you know, if you want to plant something in the ground, you know, like me, it's like you plant a seed. Hey, I want to see that thing grow by next week. I want to see the greens shoot out of the ground, the flower grow, and even a tree to grow, you know, like instantaneously. But that's not how fruit works. Sometimes fruit takes a long time to grow. And so the fruit of patience in our life that's exemplified so well through what Noah started This hundred and twenty years of an ark that he began to build and began to stay focused on took a long time to finish and many times in my life. I have wanted to quit only because I didn't see things grow fast enough and here that we have Noah, you know, the the example of him day after day building this ark, so incredible. you know, in, in this story, we see that finally the ark is built. Like I said, 120 years later. And then, of course, God says, "Okay, now it's time to board the ship, you and your family, and and you will be saved, you know, saved from the flood. And so, you know, the story that the animals come two by two, every kind of animal and Noah and his family board the ark because the purpose that God had for Noah was not just that he would build the ark, but that the ark would save him. And as we build our life, remember that the life we're building is not just for us. The life that we're building is for our family and for our neighborhood. And the life and the quality of the life that we build has a greater purpose just beyond, you know, taking care of our own needs and our own desires. It helps us to move forward. And what purpose does is purpose rejuvenates us with hope. Rejuvenate means to restore youthful vigor. And the reason why Noah could wake up and go at it again is because he was rejuvenated by God's purpose in his life. And so the day came when he had the joy of getting on that ark. Hebrews chapter 11 verse seven reminds us that Noah built the ark in the middle of dry land because he was doing something and acting on what he had never seen. And he trusted God to fulfill in his life. You see, Noah was being asked to build an ark and he had never seen rain. He was far from dry land, right? There were, oh, oh, sorry, I said that wrong. He was in the middle of dry land, far from the ocean. Just make sure I get that right, right? So, so there was no sea, there was no harbor around him. No, he had to do this in faith. And so hope was rejuvenated in him because he had to believe in something and believe in God even when he couldn't see the growth Happening before his eyes. So, what purpose did was rejuvenate his hope, and what purpose did was make him resilient. The word resilient means to withstand difficult conditions. And so, he withstood difficult conditions, and because of that, he fulfilled God's promise on his life. Hey, I want you to know that we will get out of the season that we're in, and that in this season, we can have character that produces resilience, to not just get through it, but to get through it well. One of the bedrock scriptures that I believe in wholeheartedly is Romans chapter 8, verse 28, that, and we know that God works in all things for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. God is at work even when we can't see it. He has a purpose even when we don't understand it. God is still at work. That's why we can be resilient and we can believe that. So now I want to look past the purpose. And this final principle is this, that we can be a person of patience. Becoming a person of patience is what Noah became. Noah started off building an art and became well-known for his character. He was called a man of righteousness He was called the friend of God. And then, of course, we know that after 120 years, it rained for 40 days. And then it took 150 days for the flood waters to finally recede before he got out of the ark. I mean, that is a person of patience. And as I read about Noah's story, I discovered that Noah's name has a meaning. And the meaning of Noah's name literally is rest. I didn't know that before. I didn't know that Noah's name had a connotation of rest, and I realized that there was a quality that our life produces when we are a person of patience. We can be at rest. Now, the benefit of being at rest, I don't mean being lazy. I don't mean you know living our life without being active. I mean being at rest on the inside. That means that when we're at rest, we don't stress. We're not mentally worried or anxious or full of fear for the future because we are at rest. And Noah being at rest points to really, you know, someone who would help us live at rest, who is Jesus. Noah, of course, who was saved through the ark, represents that one would come, the Messiah, Jesus, who would literally save us from our own corrupt sin, our own corrupt world that we live in, and give us hope for a better future. That's what Noah promises. That's his life. That's what it means. So, so Jesus, Noah pointed to Jesus, is the fulfillment of the covenant, right? And that's what Jesus said. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Peace I give to you and peace I leave with you. You see, at life right now, we could be surrounded by floods and by storms and by things that we can't control. But that doesn't mean that Jesus won't help us to live at peace. And I've discovered through my observations in life that God is always ready to help us become a person of peace. And it's this sense of personification that I wanted to focus on because it's so important if you've made mistakes, if you've been impatient at different parts of your life, what that causes you to realize is that you don't want to be a person of patience because you're more aware of all your mistakes and all of the things that you did that were wrong, right? I mean, Noah was not perfect. He made tremendous mistakes. I mean, you can read about them. You can read about his mistakes with his parenting. You can read about his mistake where he got drunk and he even drank too much. I mean, he made mistakes, but God still loved him. And that's so beautiful for each and every one of us. We've got to realize that even when we make mistakes, that God still cares for us. That's why Jesus is alive. He's not condemning us. He's here to set us free from all the pressures and all the turmoil. He's here to help us discover the root of our life and help us to build a better life through patience. You see, when you have Jesus in your life, you can become a person of patience. You might be in the neighborhood of knowing Jesus. You may even have Jesus in your life, but have parts of your life that are impatient. Well, then take a lesson out of the life of Noah and enjoy a slower pace. Examine the different areas of your life that are stopping you from becoming a person of patience. And remember that there's a great prize, a great prize for becoming a person of patience, which is receiving the promise, the promises of God. You know, when Noah stepped out of that ark in Genesis chapter 9, and he finally got on with building, God said that, Noah, I'm going to give you a sign, a sign of the covenant that I'm going to make between me and you, between me and your family, and over every living thing. And I'm going to put this sign in the sky. And the sign is going to be literally a rainbow. And from that day until this day, God's promised covenant of a rainbow, that sign is still apparent for you and I to see. You see, the prize that Noah saw was the rainbow that signified that God would still with him. Of course, now we have something more significant, even than a rainbow in the sky. We have Jesus Christ who is in us, who is interceding for us and helping us to go through some of the deepest valleys and some of the darkest struggles in life. Some of the most challenging situations, Jesus has the power To quiet down our souls and to help us with our anxieties and our stress and our pressures in life because Jesus is a person who lived and he is a person who is still alive and he is a person of patience yes he is God divine but he is also human he had a human experience and so he understands what it's like to live through worry and fatigue and anxiety and tiredness and through all of those things. He is faithful. And because he is faithful, he can be faithful in the valley and he can be faithful on the mountaintops. Hey, thank you so much for watching. We pray to God that you've been impacted by how great God's Word is, by how great God's plan is for your life, But I do want to say, if you need prayer for anything, then drop us a line. Drop us an email. We would love to hear from you so that we can pray for you and just continue on this journey of building life together. Have a great week, month, year ahead.